<laughs> Hello and welcome to Leap of Faith podcast. I'm Lorraine. I'm Jeremiah. Sorry, I should have given you that heads up. <laughs> welcome and uh, to another episode of uh, our podcast, Leap of Faith podcast. We are episode 26.1 and what chapter are we in? Nine? Romans 9. Yeah. So we are just moving right along with Romans. I love it. I love it. And we're I, still, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, did I ever tell you uh, what I had to do for one of my detentions in high school? No. I had to write uh, or copy down Romans 1 through 5. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What did you do? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> See, that... The whole writing thing, that wasn't the thing. What you did was <laughs> to get into detention. That was what pinged on me. <laughs> right. You know, I wasn't, I'm sure I did something that was insignificant and just foolish. I didn't do anything terrible in high school. No, I, I know. Was, I, I was, imagine. you know, a prankster or whatever. So I, I couldn't I, do what I did. I did get like a little bump on my wrist for writing for however long it took. I don't remember how long detention was. Oh, that's awful. Was it Mrs. Welch? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, no, this was high school. So it was someone else. It was someone oh, else. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's high school. Uh, that's great. That was, yeah, his name was D. Estes. He's a pastor now somewhere in Texas. Oh, funny. Yeah, yeah. He's, I liked him. I don't, you know, we were on it and we were studying Romans at the time because it was a Christian high school. Yeah. And so that was the punishment was to write after school, write it. But yeah, I couldn't tell you what I did. Oh my gosh. Obviously, Joshua used to get in trouble all the time. And it wasn't <laughs> like, you know, nothing he ever did was malicious. Right, right. Or, you know, he never like bullied it. Well, he couldn't bully anybody because he was so little. Uh, if anybody got bullied, it was him, but he never will admit it to me. Um, but uh, and yes, people do bully in Christian schools they because do. they're people, they're human. You know, everybody thinks Christians think they're perfect, which we're not. We all know that. We're sinners just like everybody else. But anyway, uh, no, he just did foolish, goofy things that would, yeah. you know, cause him, you know, like for whatever reason, he decided to write on his desk. And who didn't write on their desk for real? I mean, everybody did, right? Yeah. Yeah. But his was like covered, and she made him sit after school with shaving cream, cleaning his, wow. <laughs> his desk. He didn't do it again, I bet. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure he did. But, you know, I don't think she was going to actually, you know, I don't know. She was a good tea. I love her. I'm still in contact with her on Facebook. Every once in a while, I see her. You know, Who is this? Uh, Mrs. Smith. I don't know if she was around when you were there. I think you'd already graduated by that time. Well, I didn't know if my kids had gotten but I don't that name doesn't sound familiar because remember my kids went shortly after Joshua yes but um Mrs. Smith left I think she left after this was second grade for him so uh that was like 2005 maybe and her husband was military so they they left what do you laughing so, at I'm gonna make this reference I don't know Maybe not. But anyways, I'm not, I'm not going to make the reference. But second grade, just the teacher, they, for whatever reason, teachers did not stay long at that school for second grade. Oh, that's interesting. Every, all three of my kids, and they, they weren't right after each other, but they were pretty close. But it was always different, always set different second grade teachers. Maybe two years would be the longest, but it was one, maybe two years, and then they would always switch. You know, that's true because the teacher, I'm trying to think. No, she was third grade, but she left too. Yeah, they did not hold on to people very long at that school. They there was there was a few people. You remember Mr. Moody? Oh yeah. Oh loved yeah. Mr. Moody. Oh, and he was he went to CBC for a while. He did go to see he was singing in the choir for a, a little while. I loved oh, him. I, oh, I don't yeah. know why they forced him out. I don't know why, but I don't know what this and again, you know, stuff happens. You never know what happens behind closed doors. Exactly. He said, she said, 
You know, I always say, and I've said this to my kids all along, there's three sides to every story. Yes. First side, his side, and the truth. The truth. And it's yep. true. You never know. You know, there's always, there's always something. So, but anyway, so, all right. Well, anyway, uh, to those out there listening to us uh, going through our crazy little banter that we do, uh, welcome and thank you for joining us again. Um, it's been another crazy week of, you know what? It's not really been that crazy. I, I'm going to be really candid. I've been lazy this week. What? I, I've been lazy. I have. I've got I've got a laundry list of stuff and I've only like this much. I just I, I couldn't get my brain in the game of getting stuff. I mean, I got the podcast done and I did my other Bible study. Those are my two big things that I get done every day, you know, no matter what. <clears throat> But then the other stuff that I needed to get done. Well, that happens. I know it's terrible, you know. But I, I, I'll get back into it. I get, I get focused. So, I mean, stuff that has to get done. So, you know. Right. You can't put it off for too long. I cannot put it off for too. I did get a good deal. I don't know if I told you what my Spectrum. Did I? Did we talk about that? Mm -mm. My bill. Okay. So when I was in Hawaii last month. I, you know, I get the email instead of a paper bill right. and it went, okay. So when we first got to California, it was $49 for internet. Okay, cool. Then I added a, a home phone because Gabriel still didn't have a cell phone at that time. So I told him, I said, this is the phone you use if mommy keels over and you have to call 911 and you can't find my phone. So like that was my safeguard. Right, right. <laughs> never know emergencies happen you know so we got that it was like 10 bucks cheap and so um for 59 dollars, we had internet and phone we don't do cable we've been cable free since 2016 perfectly okay with that um and so then like incrementally over the years like it keeps they keep upping it so mm -hmm. like i was at like 78 dollars Whoa. which is like almost double what I was paying, right? Yeah, yeah. For internet and a phone. Like, I'm not even getting cable for that. Nothing. Yeah, and you're not getting like super fast internet either. Well, let me just say, they're telling me that I was, I started out at 100 megabytes or whatever you call it. Uh -huh. And then they're like, oh, we're going to up you to 200. Well, when I do the test, my download is like, 40 or 30 or something it's not 100 i've never hit 100 i'm like i don't know what you people are smoking over there but you're not even close to what i'm supposed to get so anyway so i'm in hawaii and i get my bill it was like uh 87 something i'm like what wait a minute when did it jump up another ten dollars wow so i call spectrum and uh it's so fun. Oh no! First, I was talking to Sharon about it, and she said that she had she does the same thing I do, and she got them down to like, I don't know, it was like fifty dollars or something like that, forty nine dollars or whatever. They had some sort of special going on. Anyway, so I thought, well, she could do it. I can do it. Right. So I call them up. I get the little girl on the phone. She's. I said, you know, they have a deal here for forty nine dollars for internet. She's like, oh, that's for new customers or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, I've been a solid customer for like 25 years, you know? Yeah. Throw me a bone here, you know? Oh, I can't do that. I said, you know what? Uh, um, I said, get me to um, retention. I said, I want to speak to somebody in retention. Well, I can only put you over to them if you're going to cancel. I said, well, then I'm going to cancel if that's the way to get me there. <laughs> and yeah. She goes, are you uh, saying you're going to cancel? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to cancel. So connect me with the person I need to talk to. So she does. Got this really funny guy, hilarious, really, I mean, nice little. He ended, he's like, oh, I can get you um, mobile if you want through Spectrum. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want Spectrum mobile. I've got Sprint. I've been with Sprint for like 40 years. I don't want Sprint. Well, they're changing to T-Mobile. Anyway, we went on this whole time. I ended right. up getting, I ended up going down like $20 on my bill. I got it less than it was. Oh, nice. From two years ago. Yeah. So I don't know how that happened, but I'm like, yeah. Hey. 
<laughs> I'm like, they always try to sell you something extra. They do. You know? They do. So for you listeners out there, I know we have to do our Bible study, but I am the queen of getting deals and getting stuff from people. There are a few key things to do. There's tricks of the trade. A, talking to retention. You know, that's huge. So I always try to cut to the chase and I say, look, I know you can't get me to what I need. So get me to the person I do need. Right. And they don't want to do it. But if you keep saying it over and over again in a nice way, not in a mean way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they'll eventually get you over there. And, you know, catching uh, flies with honey is huge. Being really trying to be really nice doesn't always work. There's sometimes no. where I've I've gotten a little flustered and angry with people uh, just because they're not listening to me. And, sure, sure. You know, but anyway, there's, there's just certain key for, if you tell them it's not acceptable, they don't like that word. If that, like I'll say, I use that all the time. What's that? I've never use that. That's yeah. good. I've never used that. If they give you like a deal that they want to give you and you're just like, well, that's not acceptable. I, I'm sorry, that's not good enough. They don't want to hear that because it's getting recorded. So yeah, there's certain key words that you have to use. That's good. Yeah. I like that one. It is good. And that and yeah, they they'll well, I'm sorry, Mrs. Montgomery. I'm like, well, well then make it make it so, make it work, make it better. <laughs> but I do try to be nice to those people because I know that they are, you yeah. know, they're they're not there to make my life miserable. They're just doing their job. I get it and customer service things. I, I did, the Honda people were very frustrating for me. I think I talked I to you about the Honda yeah. people. Yeah, they were very not, and I still, I haven't closed the book on that yet. So yeah, they're, yeah. For anybody who has a 2013 Honda Pilot and you have problems with it and they didn't fix it, you contact me because <laughs> I'm in that boat. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyway, so well, what's going on on your side of the world over there? Anything good? Uh sure, just life. Life is good. Yeah. You know, uh we're all waking up healthy, doing, you know, doing our jobs, going to school. Uh things are uh together. So That's a good thing. It is. It is. We we we're in a good we're in a good spot, so Got to see my daughter today for the first time in a few weeks. So, did you see Valerie? Yeah, Valerie. Well, I'm sorry, I just said her name. Am I not supposed to do that? Valerie? No, you can say Valerie. Okay. Maybe she'll listen to the podcast. You know, she needs. I, to. I is that wrong? I shouldn't have said that. No, I. I keep trying to get my kids to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to hear it. I don't know uh, why. I yeah, know. yeah. Well, I'm sure she, she doesn't even know I do this. I think. I'm sure I've told well, my you. Whole, my whole family knows about it. And, you know, they. I'm like, you can't even support your own wife. Come on. Yeah. Although I think he does listen secretly. Does I think, he? I think he does. I think he listens. And, but my husband has like ADD. So uh, I think he gets, um, he can't focus, you know, especially when we do this, <clears throat> when we're talking and whatnot. I don't think that he can stay focused on the conversations. So... Yeah, my wife doesn't know how to listen to a podcast. I have to say, I don't think I've actually listened to a podcast, except for when I'm trying to hear if I've done good on this. And I got to tell you guys out there, I don't like listening to my own voice. So I don't, uh, I don't really listen. I don't, I do not go through and listen to what my podcast is before I upload it. I just upload it because I figure God is in control. So mm -hmm. I don't, uh, I'm assuming I'm doing okay. Cause we have some listeners out there, you know, listening. Right. So. <laughs> well, my wife is not one of them as much yeah. as I had shown her or asked her, but she doesn't, she doesn't have like, she's a nurse or like she can't play it over while she works. Yeah. She has a five minute drive, so she can't do it then. And then the rest of the time she's doing stuff. So her life is not uh, podcast ready, I guess. Conducive. 
conducive to, yeah, let's enjoy. Good words. That's the $10 word for the day. That's great word. Thank so you. it's it's not personal is what she's told me. I don't think it's personal. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's personal. Uh, they said, you know, uh, when we read uh, one of those, either the Matthew or Luke or one of those chapters, it says it's hard to uh, minister to your own family, which is true. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's just it's difficult. I don't remember the exact chapter or any of that stuff, but we think back. Right. I do remember us reading through that, and you know, it is what it is. And even Jesus had t- uh, trouble trying sure. to minister to his own brothers and sisters. So there you go. Uh, it is what it is. So if they hear it, they hear it. If they don't, they don't. And, right. You know, one day when I'm gone, they'll have something to listen to. They'll get to hear my my voice coming back from the grave. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, I should have listened while she was alive. Yeah, yeah, that's all good. So yeah, I see that there's a lot of sun coming through your uh, your your blinds over there. Is it pretty over there in, in Texas? It, it is, it's very pretty. It's hard to, I put a bird feeder out in front of this window too, so I could watch them <clears throat> when I'm working. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do you get hummingbirds? I don't know if there's hummingbirds there. Uh, I don't, I have a hummingbird feeder, but I didn't put that out yet. We have all kinds of birds. Um, yeah. I had a pigeon show up. I've got cardinals that show up, blue jays, little yellow birds. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. We have uh, hummingbirds, lots of hummingbirds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they come in, you can see them, you know, with their long little beaks getting into the flowers. It's pretty cool. It's hard to capture them because they're very fast. Yes. Because they flit and they flit around. So, um, and they fight. Like they have, they're very territorial. It's kind of interesting. I'm going to put my bird feeder out then and try to get them over here. You should. And you know what? You should put a little webcam on it, try to capture it because it's kind of cool to see them. Good idea. We had squirrels, yeah. squirrels this morning trying to get to the food, so that was entertaining. Yeah, we don't have a lot of squirrels, I think, maybe because we've got a lot of um, snakes. So mm. I was just talking to the uh, guy who does our yard work for us yesterday, and we were talking about snakes. And uh, um, I am so glad I just looked over. My phone is lighted up as if a phone call was coming through, and I'm so glad I put the, um, what do you call it, the, silencer on it (laughs) because I can hear it coming so it actually ended up interrupting us because it caught my attention so (laughs) there you go it just backfired on me but anyway uh he was saying that he's killed a couple of rattlesnakes uh in some of the we live on a canyon oh okay so like the canyon I'm doing this the canyon is on that side then there's a row of houses there's a street And then there's our house across the street. So there's a row of houses in between us and the canyon, Uh but they still get over. You know, people people have said they've seen uh, rattlesnakes in front of our house. So I know they're there. Rich has killed one or two, like little ones, not big ones, but like, you know, maybe a foot or two long. Yeah. So I told him, I told my guy, he could, oh, I know, because he said somebody told him not to kill the rattlesnakes in their backyard. And I'm like, Miguel, mm-hmm. let me just say this. Yeah. I'm like, you want to kill them at rattlesnake? Go for it. I'm good with that. So, yeah. 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 I, I'm sure they keep certain pests out, but I don't want to be bit by one. Yeah. And I don't want my dogs to be bit either. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but they do keep down the rat. Uh, population around here so it's sort of a you know the lady across the street will capture them in a trash can and let them go she releases them back into her backyard oh i know i I, she grew up on a farm though so she's probably used to that stuff i I guess i grew up on a farm (laughs) no I grew up in suburban New Jersey, so. <laughs> I'm all for the snakes that aren't poisonous. The ones that are, uh-uh. Not. Yeah. I remember uh, when we were living back in Texas, uh, Rich killed, I don't know. Oh, I know. We were pulling in from, I, we'd all gone out somewhere, maybe to dinner or something. And we we're pulling in our driveway. And Rich was like, 
did you see that? And I'm like, what? He goes, that snake that just went across the driveway. And I'm like, uh, no. So we got out and he went to the neighbor's yard and it was like in, it was a coral snake oh. slithering through. He took uh, a shovel. Yeah. He took a shovel and just cut the head off of that thing. It was disgusting. It was so disgusting. Yeah. I don't know how he does that, but. I think I would have just called the neighbor and said, oh, you got a snake in your yard. You need to take care. <laughs> well, eventually it would come back to our yard. So, you know. Maybe. Like, we could have kept going. They don't have boundaries by all means. <laughs> anyway. So. All right. Well, let's uh, let's dive in. I know these, these folks out there listening to us. I'm sure they're entertained by our conversation, but. <laughs> They, I'm sure they want to hear our, our Bible verse for the day. So right. do you want to pray? Sure, sure. Okay. Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, we come before you at this time and we, we bow before you and, and give you praise and glory. Um, we want to thank you for this beautiful, beautiful days that we have. I know some of the country's gotten some storms. Hmm. So we offer up prayer for uh, the Midwest, the uh, central, everybody's getting tornadoes and, and, and heavy, heavy weather, Lord. We pray that they're able to, to pick up their pieces and, and, and put things back together. And we pray that uh, we have survivors, Lord, and, and that uh, they're able to, again, get things uh, put back together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we thank you for this uh, wonderful opportunity that we have to come before you and, and grow in our relationship with you, to, to learn and to read uh, and to grow and become better, better humans, because uh, we we let our love, let your love shine through us, Lord. And that's I think one of the the important things, Lord, is that your love comes through in everything that we do. I pray uh, for every listener, every watcher, Lord, uh, that you bring to us, that we're able to connect with them and able to share your word with the world. And we pray all this through Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And uh, Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, two things I wanted to mention. I didn't want to get into your prayer there, but uh, the Ukrainians need to lift those people up. I feel terrible for, you know, I I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm I'm sure that all the information that's coming is, is true. I hope you know, that it's not being filtered um, by anybody, um, you know, but it's just so sad to see what's going on over there. Uh, and then the other thing I saw in the news today, which was really sad news, and I know every day there's something going on in the world, but I heard about this um, kid that died at a a Florida amusement park. Did you hear about this? Uh, he was on one of those drop down things, you know, where you, they pull you all the way up to the top and then uh-huh. they drop you down. And I, there was a conversation about him being, you know, safety seatbelt, whatever on. And I don't know if the guy didn't check it or if the kid, re- I mean, I don't know what happened, but uh-huh. he fell, he fell and died. It's so sad. I know. So my heart goes out to those people that lost yeah. their, their child. It's awful. No parent should ever have that happen to them. It's, it's not right. So, oh. uh, but, you know, yeah. So anyway, I know that there's other stories out there of other people, you know, there's always, there's so much going on in the world and especially with all those horrible storms that are going on. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's get into uh, episode 26.1 and this is uh, chapter nine. Let me get my readers on. Sorry. All right. God's selection of Israel. With Christ as my witness, I speak with utter truthfulness. My conscience and the Holy Spirit confirm it. My heart is filled with bitter sorrow and unending grief for my people, my Jewish brothers and sisters. I would be willing to be forever cursed, cut off from Christ, if that would would save them. They are the people of Israel chosen to be God's adopted children. God revealed his glory to them. He made covenants with them and gave them his law. He gave them the privilege of worshiping him and receiving his wonderful promises. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are their ancestors, and Christ himself 
was an Israelite as far as his human nature is concerned. And he is God, the one who rules over everything and is worthy of eternal praise. Well, then, God has failed. I'm sorry. Well, then, has God failed to fulfill his promise to Israel? No, for not all who are born into the nation of Israel are truly members of God's people. Being descendants of Abraham doesn't make them truly Abraham's children. For the scripture says, Isaac's, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Through Abraham, though Abraham had other children too, sorry, this means that Abraham's physical descendants are not necessarily children of God. Only the children of the promise are considered to be Abraham's children. For God had promised, I will return about this time next year and Sarah will have a son. That this son was our ancestor, Isaac. When he married Rebekah, she gave birth to twins. But before they were born, before they had done anything good or bad, she received a message from God. This message shows that God cho chooses people according to his own purposes. He calls people, but not according to their good or bad works. She was told, your older son will serve your younger son. In the words of the scriptures, I love Jacob, but I rejected Esau. Are we saying then that God was unfair? Of course not. For God said to Moses, I will show mercy to anyone I choose, and I will show compassion to anyone I choose. So it is God who decides to show mercy. We can neither choose it nor work for it. For the scriptures say that God told Pharaoh, I have appointed you for the very purpose of displaying my power in you and to spread my fame through earth. So you see, God chooses to show mercy to some and he chooses to harden the hearts of others so they refuse to listen. Well, then you might say, why does God blame people for not responding? Haven't they simply done what he makes them do? No, don't say that. Who are you, a mere human being, to argue with God? Should the thing that was created say to the one who created it, why have you made me like this? When a potter makes jars of clay, doesn't he make a right to, I'm sorry, doesn't he have a right to use the same lump of clay to make one jar for decoration and another to throw into, uh, throw garbage into it? In the same way, even though God has the right to show his anger and his power, he is very patient with those on whom his anger falls who are destined for destruction. He does this to make the riches of his glory shine even brighter on those to whom he shows mercy, who are prepared in advance for glory. And we are among those whom he selected, both from the Jews and from the Gentiles. Concerning the Gentiles, God says in the prophecy of Hosea, those who were not my people, I will now call my people, and I will love those whom I did not love before. And then at the place where they were told, you are not my people, there they will be called children of the living God. And concerning Israel, Isaiah the prophet cried out, though the people of Israel are as numerous as the sand of the seashores, only a remnant will be saved. For the Lord will carry out his sentence upon the earth quickly and with finality. And Isaiah said the same thing in another place. If the Lord of heaven's armies had not spared a few of our children, we would have been wiped out like Sodom destroyed Gomorrah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Israel's unbelief. What does, what does all this mean? Even though the Gentiles were not trying to follow God's standards, they were made right with God. And it was by faith that this took place. But the people of Israel who tried so hard to get right with God by keeping the law never succeeded. Why not? Because they were trying to get right with God by keeping the law instead of by trusting in him. They stumbled over the great rock in their path. God warned them of this in the scriptures when he said, I am placing a stone in Jerusalem that makes people stumble, a rock that makes them fall. But anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. 
Wow, that was a lot of stuff. Yes. All right. Well, I was trying to focus on reading, so I didn't highlight a lot in the first section there. So um, what did you start with? Um, I started with, I don't have one of your fancy pencils, so sometimes it's hard to realize which side I highlighted on. <laughs> All right, I'm going to send you a set of I'm, those now. I'm, I'm going to order them. I have your address now, so I'm going to do it today. So I'm just be expecting it. it in a day or two. I'm going to order it. Okay. No, no, don't. I'm going to do it right after we get done with this. <laughs> My $6 gift. <laughs> Thank you. Thank All you. Right, you're, well, you're welcome in advance. All right. Um, so let's go into... Oh, I know why I wasn't highlighting because my little sticky note was in my way. That's why. Um, my heart is filled with bitter sorrow and unending grief for my people, my Jewish brothers and sisters. That's where I wanted to start. Okay. I did okay. highlight the end of that. Okay. For my people, my Jewish brothers and sisters. I thought it was kind of cool where he says, I would be willing to be forever cursed, cut off from Christ if that would save him. That's like, that's amazing to me that he's willing to give up his own relationship for them because he's so sad for them. Right. Right. Yeah. That's extremely unselfish. Yes. I mean, very Christ-like. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I think. All right. So my fancy. Yeah. Then I went into God revealed his glory to them. He made covenants with them and gave them his law. So, you know, what we've been reading is that God gives us the law. The law was good because it revealed to us what our sin was. That's right. what we've been reading through. Yeah. So he also gave them the privilege of worshiping, worshiping him and receiving his wonderful promises, which that's so true. I mean, mm -hmm. that's a privilege. He chose them, right? Right. Out of everybody else that was on the earth at that time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're right there. Yeah. Yeah. What else did you get? Um, so I highlighted down the next verse, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are their ancestors and Christ himself was an Israelite as far as his human nature is concerned. Just pointing out how, again, he's just relating to um, the people of Israel um, and, and the Jewish people because he is one. And, and, and this letter is just to kind of let people know this is where we are. This is who I am. And this is who I feel, feel for, even though he is sent out, his calling was to, to the Gentiles. Yes. Well, the thing, okay, so if you go back into the history of it all, and it says that the Messiah was going to come from the line of David, mm -hmm. right? So, and of course, David was the king of the Israelites, and so, and the Israelites are the chosen. So this is like God's plan. I mean, this is like all orchestrated according to God's plan. So right. it wasn't by chance that Jesus was from the lineage of David, right? Mm. It wasn't by chance. It wasn't just a coincidence. This was God. This was his plan right from the beginning. Right. So, and then, uh, I, did you have anything else on that page? Um, I just, I, I like when, when Paul asks questions and he answers them, yeah. <laughs> you know, I verse six, well, then has God failed to fulfill the promise to Israel's and no, yeah, not at all. Yeah, no, no, no. We're all born into the nation of Israel, uh, are truly members of God's people. Yeah. I, I think that's amazing. Yeah, I like when he does that. He did that a couple of times in the last couple of uh, chapters that we read. And I, I don't remember exactly where it was, but he's like, no. Yeah. You know, is, is, is uh, something like, is God's law uh, bad or wrong? And he's like, no, it's not. It's merely pointing out that we're sinners and it gives us, you know, that insight, you know, and it, Anyway, yeah, I'd, I'd like it when he does that, too. Um, so then on the second page, I, okay, so going back, in case you all were not reading yesterday or listening, I, I dog-eared this page. Uh, 
And I wrote Romans 8, 28. Uh, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. That's uh, I challenged everybody to try to memorize that Bible verse. So yes, that's the that's challenge. Me too. Me too. Um, so I highlighted in eight. Um, only the children of the promise are considered to be Abraham's children. For God had promised I will return about this time next year and Sarah will have a son. Uh, and remember, he told Abraham that your ancestors uh, will be as numerous as the stars or the sands, the grains of sand, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that what he promised him? Yep. And then I went into uh, this son was our ancestor, Isaac. When he married Rebecca, she gave birth to twins right jacob and esau so this is kind of just giving us a little bit of lineage uh this whole chapter is about lineage and yes. it's the kind of the history of the israelites um for those of you out there uh if you don't know the story of um of isaac and rebecca it's like one of the greatest love stories it's so sweet and uh so my friend Sharon, I don't know if I've ever shared this, but we both pray for our kids, our sons, to, that they will get their Rebecca. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and she said she's been praying that over both of her sons since they were born, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, so I didn't start doing that until recently, praying for Rebe their Rebecca's to come. So, um, you know, which it means, uh, in other words, you're looking for the person that God has chosen. Right for your, your children. I mean, ultimately that's what you want is God's will. So what else do you have? Anything? So, yeah, I have highlighted here that, uh, in verse 11, um, before they had done anything good or bad, she received a message from God. Um, and that God uses, you know, he calls people for his own purposes and, not according to whether they do good or bad works. That's true. Right. You know, we yep. want to, we want to be in God's will, but God's going to use us whether we're doing good or bad because if, if it glorifies him, it's ultimately what it is. And so I mean, these are like, this is like just a little reminder. I know that there are people in my life that have gone through terrible, terrible things. Um, and I can just, I can tell you just right off the bat, you know, like, like certain family members. Um, and sometimes I do wonder, like, was that for me to learn something, you know, to take from their example and uh, use it, for, you know, I use it for my benefit because I think it glorifies God. And even though they made mad mistakes, it's like, you know, I'll use that to make sure I don't walk that path. I agree with that. Uh, I do. Well, that just kind of reinforces the 828 that he's going to use yeah. all to the glory of his kingdom. I mean, he's going to do good or bad. He's going to use the good or the bad, mm -hmm. no matter what. So, again, going back to, uh, you know, the enemy puts seeds in your head and he tries to convince you that you've done. And I I've woken up at four o'clock in the morning, you know, revisiting things that I did you know, right. as a parent early on thinking, why did I do that? That's awful. You know, I, I was terrible, you know, and, you know, God's going to use it for good. Uh, it doesn't matter as long as it's going to be to the kingdom, the glory of his kingdom. That's what he and I think that's what she's saying here. It doesn't matter whether you've done anything good or bad. Right. Uh, right. You can't again, you can't earn it. It's not because of your good or bad works. Uh, he's going to use it for whatever. Right? Right. Exactly. And so what's the next, uh, what else did you get? Um, again, the, the next question. Are we saying then that God was unfair? Of course not. For God said, I will show mercy to anyone I choose and anyone I show, I will show compassion to anyone I choose. Again, though, what is you know, what Paul's pointing this out is saying that we can't choose it or we can't work for it, I think is the ultimate thing. Yeah. Whether God gives us mercy or not, we're not working for it. That's right. 
but that's not, the end result is we didn't earn it. Absolutely. Yep, I agree with that. And I will choose and show compassion to anyone I choose. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Well, I don't know. I'm sorry. You froze on me there for a minute. So I don't know if you were talking. I did. Oh, I said I went into 16. Okay. So it is God who decides to show mercy. We can neither choose it nor work for it. Mm -hmm. And then it goes into, I have appointed you for the very purpose of displaying my power in you and to spread my fame throughout the earth. You know, that that's the thing. He's he's using us to glorify him. Right. Right? I mean, ultimately, that's what we are here to do, which goes back to what I was saying about David uh, before we got onto this podcast, right? Wasn't that before we started yes. podcasting? Okay. So, you know, David continually would, A, ask for guidance from God. He had an open conversation with him about what he should do but in the end he always gave god the glory mm. he always you know whatever victory he won it was always put back to god that he's the one that delivered him into that victory right and i, and I think this you know chapters like this also go to the point that when we do decide to follow god when we accept his grace that doesn't mean life's going to be easy that doesn't mean our quote unquote luck will change. No, I mean, we, we don't, again, we didn't earn it. We don't work for it. I mean, things are going to happen again for God's glory. So there are going to be times where we're going to be dealt horrible, terrible things in our eyes anyways. Right. Right. And it doesn't necessarily benefit us, but you know what? Maybe it's benefiting someone that's watching on the outside and brings them to God. Well, what y'all have to remember too is that the earth, the world is the devil's playground. I mean, it's he's out there actively doing what he wants to do. Um, and it's usually obviously against whatever God's trying to do. You know, he's trying to always, you know, throw a, a, a wrench into, into things, you know? So, you got to remember that what God's good stuff is, he's trying to get done and he will get it done because he's yes. God and he's more powerful than Satan. And we all know that. And we all know the end story is that we win. So, you know, but, you know, uh, Satan's going to continue. The enemy is going to continue just pecking at you, especially. And I always tell this to Rich. I'm like, when we're in, the right place when we are when we are in God's will that's when you start getting attacked and uh I remember several pastors at CBC would tell me the same thing mm. you know they're like put on your seatbelt man because if you're in God's will then be prepared because you will be under attack and I've told him that I've told Rich that several times I'm like and yeah. and the place that Satan does his biggest work is to try to break up families he tries to get in the middle of families continue i've told my kids this i'm like he's not he's after he's after all of us because every soul he can get into hell is a plus for him so the and so he's pecking and he's pecking and he's pecking and so he's gonna dive right into the middle of your family did you sneeze i coughed oh okay i was gonna get gonna give you a god bless you <laughs> You still can. <laughs> but well, God bless you. So anyway, but that's what that's what happens. And so it goes right along with you're not gonna it does because you become a believer because you're having a relationship with God doesn't make that you're gonna go through life, you know, just you know, or, yeah, loose and fancy free because the enemy is gonna make sure that it's not gonna be that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, being a Christian is not for the uh faint of heart, I don't yeah. think. You know, it's not right. Okay, sorry, I went off on a tangent there. Um, so did we do nineteen? Yes. Okay. 
Well, then you might say, why does God blame people for not responding? Have they simply done what he makes them do? No. <laughs> he did it again. He asked the question. No, don't say that. Who are you, a mere human being, to argue with God? That's true. You know, that's like when your kids uh, ask you why. Yeah. Right? It's the mm -hmm. same premise. You know, you're like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what it is. And they're like, well, why? Because yeah. Because I said so. You know, like there's no other answer, but because I said so. And I think God does the same thing. He's like, because I said so. You know, yeah. just listen to what I'm saying because I said it. You know, I think he gets very uh, exasperating. Although it says down here, uh, in the same way, even though God has the right to show his anger and his power, he is very patient with those on whom his anger falls yes. or are destined for destruction. Uh, he is patient, right? He is. He is. And I, I will say that um, I'll go back up a little bit and, sh you know, should the thing that was created say to the one who created it, why have you made me th like this? I have asked God that several times. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for different reasons. Um, and thank goodness we're his patients because, uh, <laughs> again, I shouldn't be asking that, but for whatever reason, right? I, I don't yeah. want to deal with what's going on. Those questions come up, but 100%. Yes. Uh, yeah, I've done the same thing. I've, you know, why am I like this? What part of this person, what part of this personality is good? You know, like I'm very uh, uh, loud <laughs> and very, I know. Are you surprised? You know, but why you know i've tried to tone it down i've tried to be more quiet i can't it's just i it's my voice i can't help it i'm very loud and i'm very opinionated and unfortunately uh it gets me into a lot of trouble a lot so yeah i try to zip it and i for whatever reason no no anyway all right what else do you have um uh, you know, I've highlighted there, uh, I think the same thing you were saying. God has a right to show his anger and put it in his power. And he's very patient with those whom his anger falls on who are destined for destruction. Yeah. You know, I, I, I see that sometimes that people are destined for it. It's terrible. It is terrible. And, you know, again, I, I'm a little confused by some of this. I'm going to be honest with you all out there because um, I... I I don't know if anybody else is getting this, but do you all feel like he's like there's only some people who are destined to be in his family because he's chosen them? Is that what you're understanding from this? Because I've always been under the impression that God wants everybody to go to heaven and he gives everybody the opportunity. But I guess he knows humans and not everybody is going to get in because he knows that they're going to not choose. Is that what you're getting from this? So I'm getting that everybody has the right to choose, but there are those that are going to be destructive to themselves or to others. And even though they become one of his children, you know, there are some times where you, there's nothing you can do to stop the train wreck. Mm. Right. That's what I get from it. Okay. And, and, and as, as, as sad as we think it is or unfair in God's, you know, in God's eyes, you know, he's giving everybody the opportunity, but you still have a purpose, whether you like it or not, that purpose is going to be fulfilled when it glorifies him. Oh, I see. And, okay. and, you know, someone is going to have to, perish because of hunger and those and those are going to be it and i i mean i don't know i that's how i try to rationalize it in my brain okay i gotcha all right so there's going to be certain scenarios that like i guess going back to where he's talking about jacob and esau and he says i love jacob but i rejected esau because esau was not going to be the 
the leader. He wasn't going to be that guy. So Esau had to kind of be pushed to the wayside. Is that so? There's going to be some people that are going to do this. There's going to be some people who do that. You know, they're going to be right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like so he's he's omnipotent. He's all knowing. And so the opportunity's there, but you know, ultimately he knows is, is this person's going to choose me or not. I gotcha. Okay. All right. That's good. That's a good answer. All right. I popped down to 25. What did, did you have anything else? Nope. So in 25, I just kind of was highlighting some of these scriptures. Actually, I just highlighted all of them to tell mm-hmm. you quite honestly. Um, talking about the Gentiles, those who were not my people, I will now call my people and I will love those whom I did not love before. So talking about the people who are not Israelites, right? Right. So he's calling them in. And then at the place where they were told you are not my people, they there they will be called children of the living God. So everybody is involved. Everybody is now being invited into the to the family. Right. Right. And then concerning Israel, Isaiah, the prophet cried out. Though the people of Israel are as numerous as the sand of the seashore, only a remnant will be saved. And that that to me, this is kind of leading into um, the what is it in Revelation? Is it a hundred thousand? Is that right? There was like the um, it's maybe like a hundred thousand Israel or Jewish witnesses i think i and i'm i might not have the number wrong but yeah, i think it's a, it's, it's like a weird number like 180,000 or 480,000 or 120,000 maybe or something like that yeah, i have to look it up I, anyway uh so i think that there's going to be i think what he's saying here is that there's going to be some uh jewish people who are going to hear the message mm-hmm. And there's going to be some who are not. And and we're in that right now. So everybody who did hear it, are we are the descendants of those people who did hear it. Right. And then you've got people who are still uh, practicing what they learned as as uh, Jewish, you know, doing all the you know stuff that the Jewish people do and their belief system. And they don't believe that the Messiah has come yet. Right. So there's some people. So there were some Jews that did, and Gentiles who did believe that the Messiah Jesus came, and then there's other people who just think that Jesus was just a prophet and he was just a good guy. Yeah. You know. So, and of course, you know what I say to that: if Jesus just was a good guy, then that makes him a liar. So that doesn't make him a good guy. So it's yeah. kind of contradictory, right? Exactly. So, so Jesus had to be who he said he was, or else he was a liar. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yes. So anyway. All right. And then I went down to um, uh, I did highlight uh, in 29. If the Lord of Heaven's armies had not spared a few of our children, we would have been wiped out like Sodom, destroyed like Gomorrah. So Mm -hmm. that's true. If he hadn't spared just a couple of them, then it would have all been for naught. And There would never have been, you know, people believing that Christ came. And then I highlighted everything down pretty much from there. So if you have something a little more specific. <laughs> um, here in 30, where it talks about Gentiles um, were not trying to follow God's standards. They were made right with God. And it mm-hmm. was by faith that they took this place. So yeah. again, it's it's you don't you can't follow the law to the T. You can't earn it. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then the people of Israel who tried so hard to get right with God by keeping the law never succeeded because they're right. still trying to do it by works. Yes. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, why not? Because they were trying to get right with God by keeping the law instead of by trusting in Him, believing in Him, having that faith. Right. They exactly. stumbled over the great rock in their path. They stumbled over Jesus, I think is what he's saying here, right? Jesus yeah. was the rock in the path. And God warned them of this in the scripture when he says, I am placing a stone in Jerusalem that makes people stumble, a rock that makes them fall. 
but anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. I mean, Jesus is the stone. He's the, right? Right, it, yeah. That's what, I mean, that's bottom line. If they would have just, you know, picked up the stone instead of stumbling over it, they would have been <laughs> in a good place. <laughs> so, you know. All right, well, good stuff as always. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Getting a little, a little raspy here. Um, so with that being said, I think that we'll go ahead and just uh, roll into um, giving everybody the opportunity to uh, accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, since that's what the whole purpose of us uh, reading through this is, is to um, to help people make that decision. Uh, it has to come from you. It has to come within you. Um, so if you're ready to make Jesus Lord of your life and to accept him into your heart, uh, let's go ahead and say uh, the prayer. And if you're a believer, go ahead and say it with us, uh, just to reaffirm your um, beliefs. Heavenly Father, Holy God, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. It's his perfect and holy blood that covers all my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. I accept him into my heart and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if you said that for the first time, and we tell you guys this uh, every time we do our podcast, um, congratulations, you are in a new life. It's a whole new life. You can start living for Jesus. And uh, Jeremiah and I recommend and uh, encourage you to get to a church, a pastor, Mm -hmm. And uh, whoever the person that is that might have been praying for you, for your salvation, I'm sure there might have been more than one. I don't know. Um, but um, get involved. Um, find a ministry, volunteer, and start living for Jesus. Mark your Bible that today was a day that you accepted Jesus into your heart. And, um, and dog ear it so that you know that today was the day. So. so did you want to, do we have time to read Proverbs or... Are we uh, are we pressed for time? What are your thoughts? Uh, I I think we can read. I would rather read a Proverbs and then maybe save our little things for next time because we kind of had a good conversation at the beginning. We did have a good conversation at the beginning. Yeah. We had some fun with that, didn't we? All right, well, let's go ahead and do that then. We'll read the Proverbs and then we will wrap it up. Yeah, I think reading the Bible verse is better. I mean, we, not that we don't have good stuff to talk about, but. All right, so today is, I think, the 25th. Oh, it's not very long. That's cool. <laughs> All right, so we are doing Proverbs 25. Let me put my readers back on. Do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? Uh, I, I can read this one. All right, why don't you read it? Yeah, go ahead. Proverbs 25. More Proverbs of Solomon. These are more Proverbs of Solomon, collected by the advisors of King Hezekiah of Judea. Is that Judea or Judah? Judah. Judah, sorry. It's Judah. all right. It is God's privilege to conceal things and the king's privilege to discover them. No one can comprehend the height of heaven, the depth of the earth, or all that goes on in the king's mind. Remove the impurities from silver, and the sterling will be made ready for the silversmith. Remove the wicked from the king's court, and his reign will be made secure by justice. Don't demand an audience with the king or push for a place among the great. It's better to wait for an invitation to the head table than to be sent away in public disgrace. Just because you've seen something doesn't be in a don't be in a hurry to go to court for what will do you in the end if your neighbor deals you a shameful defeat when arguing with your neighbor don't betray another person's secret others may accuse you of gossip and you will never regain your good reputation timely advice is lovely like golden apples in a silver basket. To one who listens, valid criticism is like a gold earring or other gold jewelry. 
Trustworthy messengers refresh like snow in summer. They revive the spirit of their employer. A person who promises a gift but doesn't give it is like clouds and wind that bring no rain. (laughs) Patience can persuade a prince and soft speech can break bones. Do you like honey? Don't eat too much or it will make you sick. Don't visit your neighbors too often or you will wear out your welcome. Telling lies about others is as harmful as hitting them with an axe, wounding them with a sword, or shooting them with a sharp arrow. Putting confidence in an unreliable person in times of trouble is like chewing with broken tooth or walking on a lame foot. Singing cheerful songs to a person with a heavy heart is like taking someone's coat in cold weather or pouring vinegar in a wound. If your enemies are hungry, give them food to eat. If they are thirsty, give them water to drink. You will heap burning coals of shame on their heads, and the Lord will reward you. As surely as north wind brings rain, so a gossiping tongue causes anger. It's better to live alone in the corner of an attic than with a quarrelsome wife in a lovely home. (laughs) Good news from far away is like cold water to the thirsty. If the godly give in to the wicked, it's like polluting a fountain or muddying a spring. It's not good to eat too much honey, and it's not good to seek honors for yourself. A person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. Mm. There's always good stuff. I love Proverbs. I know. It's so... Some of them are just, you know, funny. I laugh because it makes so much sense, you know. <laughs> it does. Then 3,000 years later. You know, Sharon and I, every once in a while, we'll do Proverbs together. And every time they talk about, like, uh, what is it, living with a quarrelsome <laughs> wife or whatever. It, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It always makes me think, oh, I better shut up. Okay, so a couple of things. I put a little star next to the one where it says, when arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, and I've had to take, uh, it takes. It took me a long time to, to get seasoned to this, but not telling somebody's story. Um, you know, there was some news that I knew about uh, one of my my boys that I didn't, I didn't tell Rich about. I just kind of kept it to myself thinking, it's not my story to tell. Mm-hmm. And so when he turned to me, he's like, did you know about this? And I'm like, yeah, but it wasn't my story to tell. Yeah. So it was like, it had to be in his time to tell you, you know, so that's my little mantra. It's not my story to tell. So that's my kind of out when people are like, did you know about this? It's like, I, I did, but it, I, it wasn't for me to say. Yeah. And then the other thing I thought was kind of cool was that sort of pinged on me. I put a star next to was in 20, it says, singing cheerful songs to a person with a heavy heart is like taking someone's coat in cold weather or pouring vinegar in a wound. That is so true, you know, and and that to me goes to, I don't know if you've ever seen the commercial on TV when they're talking about depression. Have we talked about this? Mm, yes, Where they're yes. like, yeah. when they just tell you, oh, it's just cheer up or, you know, snap out of it or, you know, oh, things will get better. You know, you, you can't always be that bright and shiny star for people because it's like, you have no idea what I'm walking through. You don't know what I'm going through. And if you've never experienced this, you can't. So I, I kind of took that to heart, you know, where I really do try to not, you know, be Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm to right. people all the time because that's not what they need to hear sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you got to just let them be and 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 share in their sorrow or be compassionate to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So those were the two things that kind of pinged on me is uh, and and being a uh, quarrelsome whatever <laughs> wife. <laughs> well, I'll say number verse twelve really. Uh, the one who listens, valid criticism is like a gold earring and other gold jewelry. Oh, yeah. That that pings on me because I I try to be someone who will hear what the other has to say so I can be better. That's that's admirable and uh, that's something I do strive to be a better listener 
And, uh, and I do, I am getting better. I, I tell Sharon things that I do and she's like, I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> really trying, you know, I've not always been that good at it. And so some people are really good listeners. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I'm always a good listener and, you know, I, I do try to shut up and, and hear what the other side of the story is. And I think that it is, it's like, it's a, it's a treasure. Yeah. You know, I think people value that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, always good stuff. Uh, I can go on forever. You know that. I think you and I could probably spend the rest of the afternoon chit-chatting. Yes. Um, but I do have to get Gabriel's haircut. So. <laughs> well, um, so uh to all those people out there that are listening, I hope that you've enjoyed uh, this time that we've got to spend with God and getting to know him. Um, one of the things we were going to talk about was um, friendships, which we'll touch on next week. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I want to leave everybody with is uh, keep building your relationship with God, because that was a message um, that I heard this week. Um, he wants a relationship with us. And uh, you can't hear, uh, what is it? How do, how do they say it? You can't hear your friend's voice if you don't know your friend's voice. So mm-hmm. you got to get to know what, you know, God's voice. And when you do get to know it, then you can actually hear it and hear what he's trying to tell you to do. So, but you have to build that relationship. And the way you do that is by reading your Bible. Yes. Read your Bible. So got anything to say there, mister? Uh, let us know what you think, you know, uh, we're not Bible scholars. Uh, so sometimes, you know, what we get from scripture may be different and that's okay. So, Hey, let us know what you're learning, what you're, you're figuring out and what God's saying to you. And you can email us Lorraine at leap of faith podcast.org or Jeremiah at leap of faith podcast.org. Hit us up on Facebook and, um, I hope everybody has a great week. Yeah, me too. God bless everybody. And we'll see, I'll see you all on Monday. And I'll see you next week. Bye.